Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul Radio Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, where you can find all the free resources, app, and all the things you need for ministry, and all things we want to talk about, because it is a John and Paul Show. We've been gone for a few weeks. A lot has gone on. We have endured and enjoyed the Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes Convention in any of six locations. So we were excited about that. We enjoyed that weekend, but now it's time to get get back to the normalcy of life. We are about a month and a half, two months away from summertime, uh, the the fast time in youth ministry, and we're excited about it. But right now, I'm excited because College Bound is this weekend on campus at Fulton University, and John Podine, uh, my my cohort, my partner in crime, uh, my good buddy. He is at ground zero. He is there in the middle of campus, and he has students with him that are signing up to begin the new phase of their life as they begin to become students at Faulkner University. Really excited about that. Uh, so we'll be going back and forth to him and check out what's going on there and who he's talking to. Uh, but first of all, I want to tell you about what's going to happen today. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we want to talk a little bit about white leaders. Interesting little thing occurred towards the end of our convention, at uh, the Atlanta convention. We definitely want to give our commentary on how that went down. Um, no pun intended on commentary. A whole lot of talking occurred. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Duke Blue Devils, their their um, uh, their championship reign, of course, as it continues. And, of course, we have a big fan online waiting to talk to her about that. Looking forward to that. We're also going to talk about the no-name Braves, the Atlanta Braves, who – they traded about everybody away, yet they still find a way to sweep the Marlins in their very first uh, series of the year. Really excited about that. Um, and some other activities coming up on campus here at Faulkner and other things as well. But first, as we begin and start this uh, great show, this welcome back, and talking about AIM the Network and all kinds of things on campus at Faulkner, I have John Podine with me. John, what's going on in your world? Paul, I am in the midst of all the future of what Faulkner University is with the students. They're registering here. I mean, you have parents ready to cry. Well, some of them are excited because they're signing signing their kids to finally get out of their house, but they're a little sad because they got to pay the bill. <laughs> but I am um, here. We've got a lot of incoming uh, prospective students that are getting ready to be here in the fall as freshmen, and they're registering for classes. And and doing the things they need to do, and, man, we are right in the middle of it. Well, John, uh, are you close by to somebody? Is there somebody there? I'm, I'm sure you I have am. a few questions you'd like yes, to ask I somebody. I, I have one of those students, and, and you may know him a little bit. This is uh, Brandon Redman. He is from, I guess, from Prattville, Alabama, I guess is what we should say. He's a, he's a uh, graduating senior from Prattville Christian. And, and Brandon, what is, what is your thought about here of being here at College Bound and, and all of this uh, – Wonderful experience here. Uh, I'm really excited, just looking forward to the college experience. I'm really glad uh, 
to be here at Faulkner. I uh, can't wait to get all the sports rolling, and uh, I think it'll be a fun year. Now, now you're coming here to uh, play a sport, correct? Yes, I'm here to uh, play baseball. Play baseball. Hey, so, you know, I heard we had a pretty good baseball team. Yeah, kind of why I'm here, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Paul, you know this guy a little bit, don't you? I, I know a little bit. Um, I see him most uh, service times and and uh, youth group times. Uh, Brandon is actually one of our seniors at our youth group, and uh, great guy, great family. I'm really happy he's made the choice to um, – you know, move away from home to his new home, which is, you know, a little distance there. And so um, just know that that um, is the case. Brandon, I've got to ask this question, though. What was that one detail? What was that one thing that, that put you towards the Faulkner decision? Um, just everyone in the Faulkner community just being so open and uh, just the Christian environment here. I really liked it. Well, I, I, I think – go ahead, Sean. Oh, I was going to ask him, um, you know, has there been anything today that's been overwhelming um, that's just been like, wow, I can't believe any of this is happening? Um, well, definitely seeing you, John, when I walked through the door was a little overwhelming. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should, should, should take that as a compliment or not, Paul. <laughs> sure, why not, John? You're I a celebrity. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Have your parents had a heart attack yet from signing the, uh, the bill? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay, so so we need to to pay attention to your mom and dad to make sure they don't pass out and have a heart attack. Yes, I would keep an eye on them all day. Okay, we we will definitely have to do that um, with what's going on. Uh, Brandon, you know, are you excited? What what are you what are you what are you most looking forward to coming here at fall at Faulkner in the fall? Um, I'm looking forward to the freedom, actually, just kind of getting out on my own, just making my own decisions. But yeah, awesome. Hey, uh, Brandon, I've, I've got to ask you this, and I know you know that everyone, especially at university, want to know, when you finally made that decision, which I assume probably happened maybe a day or two ago. Um, yeah, i got to know, what was your mom's response when you told her that Faulkner was your decision? Uh, she She was just overjoyed. She could not have been happier. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm 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 looking at Amanda right now, Paul, and she's kind of bent over. Um, are you really? Maybe she's having a little stomachache issues. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I, she seems very excited that her son is here right now. I'll say that. Is she close by? Can you put her on the phone? Yes. Okay. Yes. We we can we can. Hey, we can hey Brandon. Brandon. Yep. Let me say something, Brandon, real quick. Um, are you there? Yep. Okay, man. I am proud of you. I love you, and I'm excited that you'll be able to make a big splash at Faulkner. You know that that row, that aisle where the college sit, it's not very far from where we are. And so I'm excited about that. But just know you'll have a great time. It'll be a blast. Love you, brother. Love you too, Paul. Appreciate it. Now, Paul, the real question we you need bet. to ask him is this, though. Brandon, this is, more, this is almost more serious than where you're going to school with. What social club are you going to be a part of if you join oh. the social here at Faulkner? Good question. Still up in the air. We'll, we'll see. Because for those who are listening, know that Paul and I are on opposite sides of this, <laughs> this issue, and so we are definitely going to work hard at getting Brandon in our in our social club that we were in. But that, Brandon, thanks for joining us today on the show. I am going to go, Paul. I'm going to go sneak over here and see if I can get Amanda to actually Please talk do. to me on the radio here and talk to me live about her excitement that her son is coming to school here at Faulkner uh, a little bit. Amanda, I'm here with Amanda Redmond, Brandon's mom, and Amanda, I just got to ask a question. You know, how did you feel when you're 
when your son decided to come to Faulkner to go to school? That was pretty exciting. One, he'll be a little bit closer home, but um, I love that the school is small and the kids won't get lost um, in, a, in a huge university. And um, all the teachers will know the kids by their name and not just uh, another number. And, and and I don't know if you know my my uh, my uh, co-host with our show is Paul Sperlin. You may know him a little bit on, on this. Yeah, you can talk about Paul if you would like to, since Brandon talked about me up there. Um, how are how are your feelings? I know, you know, Brandon was talking about going to different schools, and I know you're excited about it. Him close to him. What do you think was the thing that finally drew him into coming here? Um, I think I think it being a smaller community. You know, Brandon has always gone to smaller schools with us moving around with um, the military, and I think he was afraid of getting lost in a huge university. So. Well, Paul, do you have anything that you would like to say to Amanda here? Uh, is Brandon close by, or am I talking to Amanda by herself? You're talking to me by myself. Okay. I, I have to say, you're acting extremely cool and calm right now. And I want I you to know, to... we're throwing a party over here at the church building. We are so excited that Brandon is, is going to Faulkner. And you and I talked about this. He will have that opportunity to make a big splash in that small community. And it's just it's a blessing I know you're excited. We're all excited. And I just, I love y'all. I'm so happy this, this worked out. I am too. I hope it's just a good splash. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 Amanda, Amanda's doing good right now. Ed's actually pretty calm right now because I don't think they've been business building yet. To, to, to oh, business I'm so excited. So that's, that's probably why. And, and I'm excited about Brandon being here to get involved in, in all of our stuff because, you know, we're really trying to, to, to really emphasize the spiritualness on campus. And, and I hope Brandon will be a big part of that. I haven't cried at all today yet. Yes. Not yet. The key word, yes. Okay, maybe you'll cry in August when he comes for I start. Yeah, or when I go to the financial aid. <laughs> when you definitely go to financial aid. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda, for joining us. And, uh, and, Thanks, uh, Amanda. Coming here and being part of the school and being part of our family. So cool. <laughs> oh, great. Everybody's oh, getting that. so cool. Well, Paul, I mean, that kind of gives you a little idea of what's taking place here. Um, it's just, it's crazy. We have people busy. I might have to go sneak into some of the offices here and, and see, maybe we need to put admissions on here and, and talk to them for a minute. That'd be awesome. Um, I know you're excited that, that Brandon is coming here. Let me tell you something, John. i, I got to be honest. I'm getting a little emotional. I mean, I, I'm so excited. I love my kids. I love this youth group. I love the church university. And I also love my school, Faulkner. And any time that a kid decides to stay and make a splash in that school, it, it just it makes me happy. And um, I know there's a lot of other great options out there. And uh, and I really appreciate our kids for making a careful yet concise decision to go where their best the best fit is. And so um, Faulkner is not the end all be all, but it, it does make me happy to be able to see kids a little more often and uh, and them making a difference in in my alma mater, my school, and yours too. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I, and I think you just nailed it right. Is is that no Faulkner isn't the end all be all. And each of the universities that are within our brotherhood, they offer their own special thing. And you need to find what is unique to you and what fits you. Because, you know, you're talking about spending some, a lot of money, parents spending a lot of money or, or students taking on um, college loans to, to pay off of their school. So you're talking, Paul, now with how Christian education is costing, you're talking about $120,000 or so close to education, you know, for their four years. And for some, like no names that will be mentioned on the show that stood a little bit longer than four years at, at a Christian university. Right. That's, a, that's a lot of money. And so you need to find a place that you're really going to love and you're really going to fit in and, and you can be a part of. And I'm, 
you know, I'm thrilled for our incoming freshmen here and, and for people like Brandon to, to really help us uh, move forward with our spiritual emphasis here on campus. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, as our show progresses, obviously John will be stopping by, talking to different people, uh, catching them when they're not so busy, so we can maybe pull in an interview here or there. So this is uh, Podine on location. So um, Podine's pulpit. We're going to let him have that time and <laughs> when he gets them for that. But as we go through this, we've got a few things we'll make sure we talk about today. Um, Tyler Brassfield is on hold. He's, he's going to bring for us the, um, the new numbers for the app to see where we are in AMAP. Uh, also, we want to talk about, and I'm going to mention right now, that our website for Adventures in Ministry has been down over the past week. It's been a terrible week because folks haven't been able to reach their resources but um, it is back up and strong. Uh, and now an additional um, resource that's out there, information, is the new AIM series that uh, our very own John Podine is a part of. This is an eight-week series, a study of the Book of Philippians. It's a video series. Basically, the first 15 minutes, you will watch one of these great guys just speak on the topic, going through the chapter uh, for the Book of Philippians. And then you have some talking points that a teacher or youth minister can carry the class on through the rest of that hour. So um, we're hoping that everyone will continue to, to look at that and download that June 1, June 1. All eight classes will become available on that page there at our website at adventuresinministry.com. And so in just a few minutes, we're going to let Tyler come on and tell us about the app, where we are numbers-wise, and, um, and also anything else that he has got going on in his world of, of app building. But before we do that, John, we're going to bring in uh, Tiffany uh, Johnson, who I would assume is a bit still excited coming off her um, big blue win um, as they cut down the net once again, I think for the fifth time and so in, in uh, Coach K's career. So we're really excited about that for her. Everybody around here, I'm sure, pulling for, for Duke because we got a lot of folks that, um, that uh, has those connections of being a fan and such. So, Tiffany, how do you feel? I feel great this week. This has been an awesome, awesome week because it was so unexpected. Nobody had Duke in the Final Four. Nobody had them winning at all, So, except for me, of course. I always have that one bracket that has them winning. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a great, great week. Tell me, Tiffany, how it works in your home. I realize, and everybody who doesn't know, Tiffany is a huge Auburn fan. Her husband, Everett, is a huge Bama fan. Football season usually Saturdays usually isn't great unless everybody wins. How is it now in basketball? Because you both are Duke fans. Tell me the difference there. Obviously, there's a difference there. How enjoyable is it to see that you and your husband are on the same page? You get to pull for the same team, and you're not pulling them back and forth on that. What's the difference, and and how enjoyable is that for you, especially during a big championship win like this? Well, the difference is is that we, you know, we can high-five, we root, we cheer, we scream at the television at the same time, um, unlike football where we're doing complete opposite of everything. And uh, we're not embarrassed to have people in our home during the game, uh, like, you know, during basketball like we are during football, because uh, during football it's it's kind of tedious to, to have somebody that you know in front of you, and, and it's a little embarrassing when we start acting up towards each other. But... Um, it's it's very enjoyable during basketball because we do root for the same team. And then, of course, now that baseball season started, we're we're right on the opposite side again. Um, so this you know this little three to four month period is is great. It's uh, peaceful in our home, 
you know, during basketball. So it, it actually it works out very well. It's it's uh, good good for the marriage, you know, get back in there and get get along with each other for a change. Well, Stephanie, if you will, um, help me with this because um, I need you to help me with my marriage. Uh, I would like for you to speak to your friend, Stephanie Sperlin, and let her understand the harmony of a husband and wife that pulls for the same team in any sport. I mean, a golfer, you know, pick pick anything. Uh, I would love to enjoy that sometime in my life. So if you could communicate that to her, um, to just get on board, you know, pick one, I don't care. And um, maybe we can, you can help me with, with my relationship with Stephanie, and hopefully that will increase as um, we get older and find teams we can pull together. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the for the counseling, and for the uh, the help, the assistance with that. And I'll try to see if I can get her on board with with something. Although I have to, you know, she is such a jinx towards any team that for. <laughs> so um, you have to be a that's little true. careful about that. Um, she she allegedly she told me that she was rooting for Wisconsin the other night and that Duke's win was completely up to her uh, because she was rooting for Wisconsin just to make me happy. So um, I see. Yeah. I, I, so you you know be careful what you ask for. It could jinx you later on. Well, I guess it's a bittersweet thing. You know, so you had to pull for I know you pulled for Wisconsin against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. Uh, and then they had to play against you. Uh, it's not hard to turn that off in a hurry when it's the time to play them, I guess. Right, right. Well, and and Duke had already played Michigan State and Wisconsin earlier in the season, had beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Um, So that was, you know, that was a little bit of a boost going into the game Monday night. Um, It looked looked tough when Okafor gets into foul trouble and we got him and we got Justice Winslow on the bench and – but there was always somebody throughout the entire year, there was always somebody that stepped up and started making plays, whether that was Tyus Jones, uh, Monday night Grayson Allen coming up with eight points off the bench, uh, you know, right in a row. It was, it was uh, you know, it was such a good, good game. And I told somebody earlier in the day, Monday, that I, I don't like a blowout game, although it's nice to have a few of those during the year. Um, you want a you want a good game, and you want to know that it's been hard fought and that your opponent was worthy. Um, and with with Wisconsin, you had that, and obviously Frank Kaminsky, being a senior, he's earned all the accolades. He swept all the Player of the Year awards um, through basketball. So you know, hats off to them, and uh, hats off to Wisconsin for for their great year, and even hats off to Kentucky for what they've done. Um, you know, although I'm. I just can't bring myself to even root for Kentucky. Well, yeah, an SEC fan, it, it was no trouble for me. Uh, I kind of hated it, but um, it is what it is. Kentucky is losing seven players. Um, where is Duke in all this? How many are they losing? Duke is uh, – for sure we are losing Okafor. Um, he announced yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly how many more. I, I, we know Grayson Allen is not leaving. He was not a starter throughout the year. Um, he wants to grow. He wants to get a little bit more um, experience in the college game. We know we have Emil Jefferson. He's a junior. Um, he's not going to leave as far as we know. He needs to grow a little bit more. And even the other two freshmen, Matt Jones and Tyus Jones, um, I, I think they're going to make that decision together. And uh, I, I believe that, that they might actually stay. Um they can all get drafted. I, I mean, all all eight people that were playing this year could get drafted, um, but it's it's just not likely for anybody besides Okafor um, 
and I'm I'm hoping that it's just going to be the one, just the one, and you know we can get, come back and rebuild our team again next year. Well, that's cool. Uh, John, do you have any questions for Tiffany? Well, you know, Tiffany, I do got to say this. Um, I did actually have Duke in my Final Four. Uh, oh, good. Making it in there. Of course, I had Kentucky winning it all, and, and they got beat in there. But uh, I was a little I was a little shocked um, because Duke, you know, this, this time of this year, I mean, they did not win the ACC tournament nor won the regular ACC regular season uh, title. And they said this is the first time um, any ACC team that's won a national championship has not won one of those two. And so you really didn't know where Duke sat, but they really, uh, Mike uh, Krzyzewski, you got to give him all the credit in the world for uh, being the coach he was and getting him to that point and, and pulling off the victory. Yeah, and, you know, and that goes back to great coaching. Um, you know, obviously 1,018 wins in his career, um, five national titles this makes number five. Um you have to give the credit to him and his coaching and how much he has adjusted. Uh, several of the talk shows um, on the major talk shows nationwide have talked about how he has adjusted um, every error. You know, back in 90, 91, 92, uh, when you had people that stayed all four years. You know, Christian Leitner stayed all four years and went to the Final Four four years in a row. Um, and then back in the early 2000s where you started having seen this one-and-done error and now that it is one and done, and uh, he has adjusted and he, he's actually uh, taken those players and molded them into what they need to be for the NBA. And a lot of that experience comes also from him coaching USA basketball in the Olympics and, and the, the National Basketball Association and, and things like that. So he's, he's worked with a lot of good players um, on all levels. And I think that, that a lot of this goes back to the coaching. And, and they, the players said Monday night, Every time that they huddled, that national championship ring was in the middle of the huddle, and that was their goal, and that was what they were after. And, and they came together, and they worked it out, and they, I, I think they could have beat Kentucky Monday night, even if Kentucky had been the one playing them. I think they were going to beat anybody that was on that floor Monday night. Well, they definitely did it, and um, again, and so I guess it's just a time of sounds like there's about three or four missing pieces they have to fill up, which shouldn't be too tough for uh, Coach K. He usually does it. Just yeah. a matter of reloading every year, and um, and we'll just see what happens next year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, only 360 days till uh, Selection Sunday again. So you know, there you go. I'm good with that. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Thank you. All right. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thank you. Uh, let's see, John, uh, you got anybody else close by you want to talk to or you want us to continue here? No, I, I have tried to get the director of admissions. I've tried to get some admissions counselors. Paul, it's just a busy day. You know what? I may be I understand. able to pull our major, Everett Johnson, in to um, talk oh, to Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, we we need him. him. John, we need him for this next segment. We need him for this next segment? Okay, yeah, because we're, we're getting into baseball now. Uh-oh, let me see. Can you believe? I mean, I mean, Paul, I know I know everybody has to be talking because I know I'm talking about <laughs> the main break. I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, neither uh, can I. I, I mean, I, we talked the other day, Paul, and, and I predicted 100 losses. Oh, yeah. The and, thought uh, of the Braves sweeping the Marlins, I realize it's the Marlins, but sweeping anybody, it, usually, it doesn't usually happen 
from season opener. And I know they're three and zero. There is no Kimbrel. There is no anybody except for Freddie, really. But um, and I realize it's a long season. But I got to tell you, I'm already shocked. I'm shocked. I'm bewildered. I, I'm speechless. I'm I am without speech. I, I am too, Paul. It, it's just I've been completely shocked with. I mean, for my prediction to hold true, the Braves only win 59 more games this year. <laughs> no. I, and, and I do have with me here um, Everett Johnson. He is our major here at Faulkner, you know, with the Faulkner Police Department. And, and uh, we wanted to bring you on for, uh, well, two things. We're talking about college bound, and, more, and, and your wife was just on talking about Duke. Oh, I know she's ecstatic. Yes, it was a good day. Uh, our good night Monday night as our Blue Devils pulled away and took care of business and took down the Badgers for their fifth national championship. I, I hear him saying our, Paul. Did you know that he was a big uh, Duke Blue Devil basketball fan? I think this is what's happened. And, and Everett, just bear with me as I get through this. Uh, I realize it's just an hour show, but here we go. Um, things are so crazy and so opposite and so frantic on Saturdays in the fall I think Everett is doing the man thing, and he is becoming a fan of his wife's team uh, to keep um, keep favor in the home at least for three months of the year. And, and to pull for Duke isn't a bad thing, you know. I mean, they're a good team; they're winners. I get it; it's wonderful. But but even Everett, you got to admit, it's a good thing the fact that you you not that you picked them because they did, but let's be honest. I mean, I think she helped out a little bit in gearing you that direction, and it keeps house pretty awesome that time, right? It does keep the house in check and keep things uh, peaceful between me and Tiffany, uh, you know, considering that she's a fan of the team on the other side of the state and as well as a fan on a team up in the uh, New England area. It, it becomes contentious during the spring and summer and fall. But, but you know, the, the Duke, the Duke camaraderie that we have and the fanship that we appreciate with each other, if that's even a word, does keep – Christmas nice, New Year's real nice, and March is even even better. So, you know that, right. that that does have a pull for that. You have to understand that. Yeah. And and I did ask her. I asked her if she could um, share with her friend um, Stephanie uh, Sperlin, share with her uh, the importance, the camaraderie of being able to share a team with your spouse, because for some reason Stephanie um, is is adamantly opposed to being aligned with her husband when it comes to anything sports. And so I would like to enjoy that just, just for a couple of months of my, my year. So um, hopefully you can encourage your wife to do that for me, as she will. Uh, well, I can see Tiffany try to help there. But, Paul, I have found that the teams that Stephanie pulls for tend to lose. So I don't mind her pulling uh, <laughs> for And Tiffany wow. said that to you. And she's right. She's right. I love my wife, but oh, my goodness. Oh yeah, and I love her too. But but she she definitely um, you know that 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 streak she has as far as you know pulling for teams that lose. I, I don't mind her you know staying on the other side of the tracks when it comes to that. Yeah. So has, uh, has she been pulling for Florida these last couple of years? Is that? <laughs> I asked her to. Yeah, yeah, I asked her to. Those things. <laughs> yeah, and I thought she loved me here, and that's okay. Now I know she's doing it for you. And um, we're gonna we're gonna put an end to that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hey, let's talk real quick. I know you probably got to go here. Let's talk about the Braves. All right. Last year, <laughs> the season started. They went seventeen and seven. Incredible. And we see how it ended. 
right now they're three and zero. The No Name Braves and Freddie Freeman, they're they're killing it right now. I realize they only play the Marlins. I know it's a long season, but what do you think's happening right now? And what do you think will happen in the next, you know, three four months? Man, I, you know, it, 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 this week really surprised me. Yeah, it was the Marlins, but to sweep them in Miami, I was very impressed. And the way they did it, I mean, I don't think a close game, maybe the the last game, I think it was what, two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, was yeah. the only close game. Their, their offense, they've got the offense there. Apparently, they can swing the bat. So, I'm very um, – I've been pleased with them. Um, you know, they come back to Atlanta tonight to start their series. And time will tell. It's really interesting that they keep snatching these players and trading them off. And and I don't know how you can you know, uh, it's it's just they have they have jailed apparently um, these folks up in the office know what they're doing and have put seems to put a team together. But you know, time will tell. I, I just really can't answer where they what direction they're going right now. I, I do got to ask Everett this, Paul. You know, they traded away Hayward, they traded away Gaddis, they traded away Upton. And then comes the shock. They trade away Craig Kimball, the the best closer in the game. Of course, I believe, and you and I have talked about it, it's probably more for Melvin Upton Jr. getting rid of him. (laughs) But but I've got to ask Everett, how did you feel about that when when you saw that news come across the the wire the other night that they let Kimball go? That was a punch in the gut. Uh, When I got that Sunday evening, I, I couldn't believe I, and, and I totally lost all faith in the Braves when they got rid of Kimball. Yeah, they got rid of all these good ones. And I agree with y'all. I think that was a uh, that was a trade in order to get rid of Upton. Apparently, Upton, you know, obviously his his offense and defense was not something to be proud of last year. And he may have been a blight on the locker room, you know, or on the clubhouse. So to get rid of him, I guess they had to sacrifice Kimball. And I got to think another night. How much money has the Braves lost this week on the merchandise that they have bought for Craig Kimbrell just to turn around days before the you know the day of opening opening day and to, to trade him out? It just it, it blew my mind. I could not believe it. Of course, you know he, he going out to San Diego and pitching out there. Who wouldn't want to go out there and live on the beach and play baseball? That's you know I can't blame the guy for whether he was traded or not. I can't blame him for jumping on that plane and getting out of here. And of course, I will say this. I think the Braves also did that. There was a financial move with this because they were going to have to, you know, um, uh, Kimbrell will be up for a free agent next year, and you mm-hmm. know you're going to have to open the pocketbook up for that. And, you know, the the life expectancy nowadays of a closer isn't like it used to be with Dennis Eckersley and, and Monty Aaron Rivera and all, doing all those guys for years. So and you're talking about having to break open the bank and, and – and I think part of this was a financial move for, for for them. So the Padres are going to have to deal with his free agency. But uh, it's still it, – I agree with Everett. It was kind of like a kick in the gut when we saw all that. But but the Braves are doing it, Paul. They are. They are. And I love the fact that you get rid of a, a Kimbrell and you replace them with a Grilly and a Johnson, who, by the way, to me, reminds me a lot of Randy. Let's just call him Randy Johnson. I don't know if you watched any of this. That sinker he threw, it's more – call it a devastator because it's 96 miles an hour that drops. It comes to – Stanton was at the plate. I mean, he could have sent that out of there. But as soon as the ball goes to the – it drops immediately, and it sits at 96 to the glove, guys. 
where's this guy been? Where'd they get this guy from? Now, Grilly came from San Diego, I'm pretty sure. So I remember him. He does the work of a, of a closer, a pretty good closer. But putting those two together, eighth and ninth inning, man. I mean, you got a pretty good little – obviously, they know what they're doing. Kimbrell's awesome. You're right. He's fixing to be expensive. But Melvin slash BJ slash Identity Crisis, Upton, um, <laughs> had so much money on him, they had to get rid of him. I think it was a win-win for that. I love Kimbrell, and I, I will never forgive the brace for that. They might as well trade off Chipper Jones for all I care. You know what I'm saying? It, it's one of those things. But they did save money and still have the guys that can do the work. I just hope it stands the test of time. I hope that they can prove us all wrong, and uh, come October, we're watching baseball. Let, let's just hope that the Kimbrell trade does not mirror the Babe Ruth trade of many, many years ago from Boston to New York. Oh, goodness. You're right there. Ain't no doubt. But no you doubt. know, chances are that we're going to have to face him. Or, excuse me, not we. The Braves are going to have to face him at some point. There's a possibility <laughs> of that. Can you imagine, you know, that, that – and I know they face each other all the time, but he's such a threat on that mound. I just hope it doesn't come back to bite the Braves because of having to face him if, if they do in the future. That's that's going to be very interesting. Well, the fact of the matter is the Braves are going to get bitten in so many different ways, you know, from Gaddis to Hayward, uh, okay, um, to, to um, Justin Upton. I mean, Kimbrell. I mean, they got rid of everybody except for Freddie. And so I think that those guys and, – and let's face it, you said it yourself, most of them went to San Diego, so they're playing baseball on the beach. They may not be yeah. too upset, but us down here in the Deep South, you know, because of baseball, Braves all we got, really. And so when you get rid of any kind of celebrity, we, we get we get a little upset about that, especially when it's oh, so yeah. effective as those guys were. Oh, yeah. I was uh, – you know, all this, all this stuff that went on after last season, them dropping all these players and getting rid of them, you know – yeah, and we knew it was not going to be the same Braves again. And, yeah, I know Freddie's the face of the program, but he is the face of the program now because he's got everybody else. Um, he's the only one familiar. But, but you know, for, I really do not expect them to go to Miami and sweep. Yeah, they, you know, they're going to win. But, but they, they, right now, like I said, we'll see how this weekend plays out. That'll, I think that'll be a test, too. Um, yeah. And uh, down the road, maybe they do know what it takes to put a good team together, and maybe they'll get past the first game of postseason and get into some serious playoff contention. Well, tonight uh, the Braves put uh, Stoltz on, on the mound, uh, a left-hand pitcher there they're putting out there against uh, Nice with the, with the Mets. And this is the – this celebrates 50 years of Braves baseball. Tonight will be a great night to have tickets. Um, but uh, it's going to be a, a great night, a lot of festivities there. And so we'll we'll see what happens. It should be neat. Yeah, we will. And, and Paul, while I got Everett here, I just got to ask him, Paul, uh, Everett, how's, uh, how's uh, college bound going for you here uh, this morning? You know, it's uh, been a great experience. It's it's nice. I enjoy today because I get to interact with the students more as they come by. They're, you know, we're, we're talking to them about our services in the police department, making sure they get their decals and know where to park so they're not getting cited. And, um, you know, I just met the grandchild of the man that baptized me, you know, 100 years ago. And, and and the fascinating thing about that is that, you know, being members of the church is such a tight community of this church, for them to come in, you know, I'm seeing kids and grandkids, the folks that I went to school with here or that, you know, I've been in a relationship with through the church all these years. 
And, you know, that's really special. That's what's special about Faulkner is our kind of relationship. So it's been a terrific day so far, uh, and I'm looking forward to being a good day on throughout. Have you have you explained to all the students of our our um, all of our rules and you know that you don't want to break them or else you'll be faced with you? Um, I have not. I've tried to put on the smiley face today and not been the bean bad police. And uh, you, know, you know you try to you try to encourage them to do right by being nice, and then we'll see uh, when they when they don't do right, then you know we'll just have to we'll have to put that face on and they'll see they'll see the results of that. So. I really haven't tried to be the bad guy yet, yet. But I mean, who knows? It may show up today. You know, when kids don't want to get a parking decal or something, I'll have to jump across the table. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. That's funny. But uh, but mm-hmm. no, it's been a good experience. I'm enjoying it. Well, well, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, and go Braves. Well, I'll be back in there in a minute, Everett. <laughs> and, and it is. I, I don't think we have the kids I'm seeing coming through today, Paul. They're, they're good kids. Their parents are here. And I don't think Everett's going to have to arrest anybody today. So that's good news. Well, that's correct. And no one's getting arrested today. That's a good thing. Um, yes. Very good. Well, John, uh, we have we've had a packed show. We've talked to some folks. We've talked about some stuff. Um, we'll talk about some more stuff. But if you don't mind, I'm going to turn uh, the station over to the state of Texas. And bring in everybody's favorite app maker, Tyler Brassfield, um, the big um, big Oklahoma fan himself. But uh, today's about baseball, I think. We're talking more about baseball than anything. Tyler, how are you doing today, man? Doing great. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're, we're doing, doing well. Good. Doing well. John is um, on the floor there in Faulkner and uh, welcoming folks to school. And I'm just um, roughing it here in the office, keeping the, the old fort down. Um, We've never really talked about this, Tyler, but I, I would assume you're a Rangers fan. Uh, am I right on that? Uh, no. I'll watch the Rangers play. I root for them, but my team is the Mets. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So tonight is the night, big man. I, I've still got about uh, three weeks till we're eliminated from playoffs, so I'm enjoying it. Who may be right there with you? Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, Mets are two and one right now, and um, and uh, tell me what's the biggest move they made that you were impressed by, or that really excited you about the team. I was just happy to see Harvey come back. You know, he hadn't played a game since sometime in thirteen, I think, and you know he pitched yeah. the other night and struck out nine, six scoreless innings, and his last game he allowed thirteen hits, I think. So, I mean, it was that. That's about the most thing I've been excited about is him. I remember when he went down, um, uh, and the whole the whole Mets nation thought the world was coming to an end. But um, when he came back, and this is his second Tommy John. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the second Tommy John. And so they say after one, we're not sure. After two, it's almost no. But but he's come back stronger than ever. And so that's a that's a force for the Mets. I think. We'll see how long we can last. But it's yeah. It gets ugly quick. Cool. Well, um, Tyler, tell us what's new in the in the app making world, or anything techy you'd like to share with our our listening community today. Well, the Apple Watch went on pre order early this morning. I know uh, the uh, minister's wife here, um, where I am the youth minister at, pre ordered one this morning. So 
I can't mm. wait until hers comes in so I can have one to play with a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, I bet Dale Jenkins was right there doing the exact same thing. I'm sure. Uh, it's If you didn't get in early, you got to wait a long time. Um, some of the more expensive models are four to six shipping weeks now. And if you want one of the sport models, it's like June or July before they'll ship out now. Wow. So well, let me ask you this. Do you, I mean, of course, you got to consider, let's say money's not the issue. Would you want one? If money was not the issue, yeah. Okay. So you think this but, is something good to have? Yeah, I think that, especially the sport model, I've, I've read a lot of reviews, and, you know, if you get the, Middle tiered model, not the gold one, but the stainless steel one. You're spending right. about 200 bucks more, and only difference is that it has a stainless steel body and a sapphire glass screen over the aluminum and just normal um, kind of glass that they use on it. And you know, if you think about it, you know, if you wear a watch already, you've already conditioned your movements to not be constantly banging it up against something, and so that sapphire may not be something you need so much, especially for 200 bucks more, and uh, I, I'm just curious to see what kind of numbers they report. They've got an earnings call coming up at the end of the month, and I know that investors are going to be wanting to know how many of these things got pre-ordered, because that'll be the uh, tell-all. I've been trying to get one of my apps ready for the Apple Watch for a few weeks now, and I keep getting rejected due to various errors. It's just it's hard to develop for something that you don't have in your hands and that no right. one has. So I'm hoping that that'll get out there. We'll have at least one app available on the watch. Well, when that happens, let's bring you back on. Let's talk about how that works and uh, the process and um, what it takes to make that happen. Um, I was looking at uh, at some. Obviously, I can't afford it. I'm just a poor little Lola youth minister. Um, but but um, I, I'm trying to make my way in the world. But um, I was looking at the stainless steel. It looks like it was the threaded the threaded uh, wristband, but I'm so scared, that would just pull the hair right off my wrist. Yeah, I mean, it's just, they've got a lot of different wristbands on there. Um, you can go as cheap as the uh, sport band with that stainless steel one, and they have some that will drive the cost all the way up to over a 1000 bucks. You know, basically <laughs> the watch band. Yeah, seriously, yeah that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's been 599 on the watch and then about 400 bucks on the band. And it's just, I've never cared that much about a band before. Yeah. Okay, let me ask this. I'm sorry, John, I'm taking all the questions here. But, um, no, that's perfectly if fine. I, because if I wanted to buy the cheapest I watch ever, how much would it be? If I got the, you know, no automatic windows, no tilt, no cruise, if I just got everything just, just as, as down, you know, as cheap as possible, wh what are you looking at here? Three hundred forty-nine bucks. That's <laughs> crazy, and that's, that's even and for me. That's, crazy. The, that's for the thirty-eight millimeter size, which I've seen a lot of reviews, even reviews by women, that have said that for them the thirty-eight was too small. So I don't know how popular that one will be. So the face, there are different size faces. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they have a thirty-eight millimeter and a forty-two millimeter. And generally about fifty bucks difference in price. If you uh, if you are an iPhone user, you can download the Apple Store app, and they have a little section under the Apple Watch where you can 
view an actual size face of each model to kind of give you a better idea of how that looks. That's crazy. And I usually, i got to be honest, um, and, and John knows this, um, if it comes out through Apple, I'm going to buy it, almost always. This is the first yeah. time I haven't been quite as motivated to do so. But, but I do love watches. I wear a watch every day. I, I watch four different kinds. I just love watches. Um, but uh, I just, I have, I'm having a hard time thinking of spending $400 on, on one. I mean, 50, yeah, my, 50 bucks, I'm good. And my <laughs> wife had just got me a little Fitbit Surge, the ones that uh, monitor your heart rate and track your yeah. steps, show your text messages. And that's, you know, I, I desire a few extra things with it, but you know, it's not anything you need. It's very much luxury, especially on price. Wow. I do want to well, add from... I'm going to have to send Dale a text, Paul, to find out if he ordered it now or not. I'm very curious. Because yeah, you we did. are a lot alike in buying that, and I've got to find out. Yeah. If he, if he stayed up till they started at 2 o'clock on the pre-orders, he may still be asleep. That is true. Of course, you know, Dale's <laughs> got to sleep like three hours a night. I've never seen him. Yeah, he's like crazy. Tyler, let's, let's ask you about this. Um, have you heard much about it? I know you have because you get the emails and such. What do you think about the, the odds of the, uh, the AIM series getting out to the world? What do you think about that? I'm sorry. I lost connection there for a quick second. The, uh, you know, we're launching the AIM series June 1, yeah. and um, we're trying to get everybody to, to help promote this as much as possible. Um, yeah, of course, that'll be through the app that you created for us as well. Um, how's the app doing for us right now? It's doing great. Um, you know, last year on April 30th, we released the uh, newer fixed version of the Android app. And in just under a year, it's got over 2,000 downloads on it. We've got about, I think, 10.7 thousand for iPhone and iPad downloads. And... Um, <laughs> Since we had that new update come out the last time I was on, uh, over 6,000 have downloaded it. Wow. And so there's That's not bad. You got about 6,000, probably close to about 7,200 that have the newest version of the app currently on their phones. Wow. Pretty awesome. And I, I was trying to look around a little bit. Um, near Faulkner, and I think I found a pretty comparable town. It looks like there's about as many downloads of the app as the entire town of Millbrook. Wow. wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool there, Paul. Huh. We're, we're going like to have to publish that locally. <laughs> Funny. I like that. That's neat. You know, we'd probably, we'd probably get more people to download it if we had anybody at Faulkner that would tell the students that it's actually there. That would be neat, John. Maybe we could find somebody that can promote it a little bit. I wonder if there's anybody on campus that can do that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, somebody that gets the audience of all the, all the students at one time. I, I may be able to find somebody who can get up and maybe give an announcement about that. I think you I know somebody? Yeah. Yeah, somebody who can speak in chapel. Every once in a while. I think that could add us at least 50 more followers with that. I, I think so, definitely. Yeah. But I will tell you this, Paul. There is 
quite a bit of students here on campus that actually use this app, especially That's because great. they have it on their phone, they'll have it on their iPad, and because um, a lot of them leave singing from it, um, especially for our promotionals and things like that. So um, it is, and I know people of other Christian colleges that are using this and, and doing it. And well, I was, in fact, I was somewhere. What was the last youth rally I went to? Um, I guess it was SOAR over in Augusta with our good friend Jeremy Hino. And uh, there were some people there from um, out of state, and they were they had their app and with the songs, and I was like, "Hey, look at there!" So that's cool. Uh, I was telling. Uh, I had told Paul a little bit back. One of the neat things with having over ten thousand downloads, it's the second most downloaded app um, across its lifetime that I've made. And what's interesting about that is it's never once been ranked in the top 250 of even its own category. So a lot of the apps I make that get up big downloads will have a huge surge one weekend trying to get it ranked and go off of that. And this one hmm. has just been steady day in, day out, every day. It's right there at the top of most of my downloads. And so it just it just stays consistent and it still reaches those numbers. What can we do, Tyler, to, to break that top top 50? What can we do for us to be able to look at, at the uh, – if someone goes to App Store and under under um, featured apps or um, – I know utility apps usually rank supreme uh, or social media apps rank, rank supreme. What can we do to, to get a little more love for that um, when, you, when you do a search? But usually you want to try and get um, a site or two to promote it or – if you have someone that's got a ton of followers on Twitter or has yeah, a good presence on Facebook, um, getting that and you know, kind of trying to combine everything across to say, hey, on this day, let's all of us promote this and just have a goal for that day. Because um, mm -hmm. it's, it's in the reference category, which is a little bit easier to break into the top ranking compared mm -hmm. to productivity, lifestyle, or entertainment. And so you can usually get up into that top 250 with about 500 downloads in one day. And you could probably get the top 50 with about close to 2,000 maybe. Mm -hmm. And once you, once you hit that top 50 mark, especially if people are browsing by category and they're searching top free apps, you know, they'll see it there, and that kind of keeps the word of mouth going. It makes it pop up in more places than just having to search for it in the app store. That's cool. Well, hey, Tyler, what's the thing you're working on right now? What's something, if you could plug one thing for our listening audience and all of those that will download the show later, um, what's the one thing you'd like everybody to gain from, from today with you? Oh, mostly right now I've got just a, a few different updates um, to different congregation apps I'm working on. The biggest one would probably be the I Prayed For You app. Um, that's the one that I'm working on to get to uh, the Apple Watch as well. Kind of a prayer request plus uh, spiritual tracker. You can schedule times to pray, fast, study, keep track of it all. It'll give you a little total guides of how long you've done it. You can view your past prayer requests, um, show how many people have pledged to say a prayer for you, get a little push notification. That's been probably the biggest project I've been working on lately outside of AIM. Cool. That's pretty cool. I have to check into that. Yeah. And 
I do want to add from earlier um, when y'all were talking basketball, um, I did have Duke mm-hmm. beating Kentucky in the championship. So, mm. Wow. So oh, we need to you get a copy of his, of his bracket and send it to Tiffany. Yeah, and so then we missed it by one game. Basically. Yeah, that was that was my only <laughs> that was my only bracket I made too and had Duke winning it. So Wow I felt good. I felt good since last year I didn't have any of the final four correct, so a little redemption. Pretty awesome. Yeah, last year was there was a lot of a lot of bracket breakers last year for sure. Well Tyler, thanks so much. Me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want to get started at SEC, but um, luckily Kentucky's in our conference. Um, but hey, man, thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate you for all you do for us, and um, look forward to having you on again. All right, thank you for having me. All right, see you, man. You know, John, I, I often want to call him Ty. I, 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 don't, I, I want to. I've I have never no asked idea him. why you would want to do that, but uh, but uh, I mean, if that's <laughs> Yeah, but I, honestly, I, I, I talk to him pretty often. I mean, we talk, I don't know, every other week, you know, we we text at least, email, and I've never asked him, Tyler, can I just call you Ty sometimes? Uh, <laughs> but, but, um, but I have, I need to, I need to. But, you, need, uh, you, do, you do need to. You need to get on that level with him. Yeah, but honestly, if he was here, anywhere out here, we'd be buds, man. We'd hang out. I, I, I like this guy. He's cool. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, Tyler is definitely somebody you want to have close by because he's very talented and great family, doing good work there um, at the church there. Um, but, hey, John, I think we basically covered everything and beyond in this show. This has been a great action-packed show. The only thing we haven't mentioned was my interaction, my new my new friend that I, that I found while in Atlanta, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He and I are good buddies now. We tweet back and forth, so it's, it's great. That is that is true. Shaq's going to join us pretty soon, one of these days, for to be a guest host, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, because I sent him a tweet, and uh, he hasn't responded yet. I'm sure he's got plenty of those, but I'm sure he will, and he'll be on here very soon. Uh, but um, for anyone who's wondering, and all those fans out there, let me just tell you, Shaquille O'Neal is a cool dude. I mean, he is funny, and um, he was just neat. I liked uh, that time I was able to spend some time with him and, you know, take pictures and such. Well, Paul, I mean, uh, I'm just glad you're back. You survived Atlanta. You survived the last leaders. And uh, we had a great show today. And, man, things are looking good. Things are looking good, that's for sure. Looking better. Um, Summer's approaching. We're getting excited about that. We're going to talk more about what's coming up this summer, what to do. Uh, You know, the end of April, 1st of May, we'll talk about senior receptions for your graduating seniors. and graduations, and how to attend all of those at once. You've got eight seniors <laughs> graduating. Um, so th- there, is a, there is a little method to the madness, uh, to youth ministry. We'll talk more about that in the next uh, coming weeks and looking forward to that. And we'll continue, uh, John, to keep our eye on the Braves and see what they do and see if this will become a miracle year. We, we will have to, definitely have to keep, a, keep an eye on that and see what takes place. Hey, uh, we do have a lot of extra listeners today, John. I want to say this, too. As a little spoiler, I'm not going to say everything, but let me just say the John and Paul show has been contacted. We have been contacted by um, a high-ranking sports official who has asked us 
if we would consider going nationwide. So do us a favor and keep us in your prayers as we will continue to have those discussions and let you know as that transpires. And um, so uh, that being said, John, um, hope everything is going well. It's college now. I hope it continues to go well. Looks like we've got a great class coming in. I'm really looking forward to the fall. I, I think we do, Paul, and, and things are just looking brighter and around here. And uh, and I know you'll be seeing a lot of them at the campus ministry over there at the university. And, uh, hey, uh, we're just excited with everything pushing forward. Awesome. Well, John, my friend, do you have anything to say before we get out of here? No, just stay safe, my brother, because I am standing right outside, and it is thunderstorming coming, and it, and there is a nice little crack of thunder right there. And uh, hope everybody wow. stays safe. Hope everybody has a great weekend. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you next time. Awesome. Well, for John Podine, I'm Paul Spoil, and we thank you for listening to the John and Paul Show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at John and Paul Show. And also, um, make sure and go to the website, adventuresinministry.com, where you can find the link to download the app, uh, to find the app and use it for everything, resources, songs, and also those pictures. Don't forget to hashtag through Instagram, aim to worship, and add those to there. We put a few up there from, for the, from the convention, so make sure and add those. Also, the AIM series, an eight-week series that will start on June the 1st. Um, go there. Click it, share it with everybody you know. Let the world know that we're here to share the Bible. It's free, and it's sound, and it's solid, just like this podcast, just like this network. So do yourself a favor. Go out there, use the stuff, share it with the world, and God bless. Have a great day. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.